0: All right, guys, welcome to tonight's uh, reaction podcast here from Hilton Coliseum. Of course, we are uh, sponsored by Carl Chevrolet, your dealer for life. Find them at The Rock in Ankeny. Also, remember them for all of your car buying needs. Uh, If you're uh, maybe a Western Iowa listener. West side of Des Moines. Head on over to Carl Chevrolet Stewart. Very uh, similar basketball game, really, for Iowa State that we've seen for much of this year when Iowa State plays good teams. Um, you, you see a team that kind of scraps and claws and, and hangs for a chunk of the game. Tonight it was about 30 minutes and then just completely overwhelmed for the final 10 And that's what resulted in Baylor's 67-53 victory over the Cyclones and yet another one of those just ugly home games where Iowa State can't get out of the 50s. And that's just something we're not used to here at Hilton Coliseum. You know, um, just a couple of uh, – start with the macro and work into the um, smaller things. You know – what an opportunity for Iowa State when you look at Baylor, 4 of 20 from 3. Uh, Baylor, you know, wasn't – I don't think Baylor was very good tonight for their standards, but they were tougher than Iowa State. That That's the one thing that I get frustrated with watching this team more because I know they're not very skilled. I, I just think that, you know, you, you look at it and they, they, they're not very good at – They're not good shooters. (laughs) Uh, Offensively, I mean, I know their efficiency numbers are okay, but it's like, what did they have, seven assists tonight on 18 field goals? The offense isn't isn't good by by anybody who watches it on a daily basis. And I just thought Iowa State got out tough there, specifically in the second half. Like, I just – the frustrating part for me watching this team is, so you know you're not skilled – but like the defensive rebounding, the the amount of offensive boards that these opposing teams continue to get against Iowa State is just, I mean, it's it's just really hard to watch a death by a thousand paper cuts type deal. Fifteen offensive rebounds for Baylor tonight. I mean, man, that's about ten too many. If you if you if you're realistic and you thought Iowa State could win this game, forty-four points in the paint for the Bears compared to 22 by Iowa State. I mean, just a, really a total, complete and total mismatch in that aspect of the game. And then, you know, I think a little bit of fool's gold probably too in the first half where Iowa State was was in it. But, you know, Razier Bolton went off. I, I had to pull up how many points he actually had in the first half. But he, he went off in the first half and was really – Unlike him, I mean, I think he had all four of his threes were in the first half, and you know that really kept the scoreboard competitive. I um, Iowa State made it interesting to start the second half. I thought that they competed really well, but again, I'm not sure um, how many of you guys listened to the show on KXNO, but I talked about this for a good chunk of the day today. It's just how you know you've you seen it time and time again with this group where they can really hang for 30 minutes and then fizzle out, and that has been, you know, the couple games that are exceptions, I think, from that, Iowa and Kansas, those games were just total blowouts, and it it didn't really matter what Iowa State did. I mean, Iowa State wasn't good enough those nights and was never going to be you know, in contention to win that one, but you you know, you looked at a couple of things tonight, and you know, they they kept competing there, and then Steve Prome got that technical, and the wheels really fell off after that. I didn't like the technical, but it really was a bad um, turning point in the game for Iowa State. And just I mean, guys, you it is not difficult here. Eighteen for fifty from the field, thirty six percent. Another four for seventeen night from three. It's not difficult. This is pretty simple basketball. You have to be able to make shots to win. And I, I you know, Iowa State just I've never seen a team that misses shots in key situations like open spots where especially in this building where it can really, you know, turn the tide as far as the momentum and that sort of thing. And this this team could just never seem to get there. You know, Mike Jacobson, there was a bunny that he missed around the rim early in the uh, I want to say like midway through the first half um, Hal Burton missed an open three at one point in the second half that would have pulled him within one you know and this this building does have a life of its own but you still have to feed the beast a little bit and this team doesn't do a good job when it comes to feeding that beast I just just be realistic it's not a very good basketball team it's a I don't even know what the record is at this point Um Yeah, it's like 10.30 when I'm recording this. I haven't updated any of that yet. But nonetheless, um, Iowa State only led for like three minutes in the game, only three lead changes. Baylor was in control um, as close as it was there at at the early part of the second half. Baylor's just better than Iowa State. These teams could play 100 times. Iowa State's not going to win many of them. I mean, if you're scoring 53 points at home, and it's just they don't hit – it's like one out of every – six or seven games this team will pop off and hit nine or ten threes but other than that I mean you can pretty much count on this group hitting four to six threes per game and that's just not enough when you're shooting as many as they do and just when you're you know you give up 45% on the other end Baylor actually uh, that number was above 50 late in the second half and dropped off considerably right towards the end. Iowa State actually made this look a little more competitive than it actually was there late in the game. Baylor got a technical. Iowa State hit a couple free throws and whatnot, but yeah, I mean, I, you know, I thought to, talked about this a little bit on the air today, I really did feel like if Iowa State could make anything interesting in this back half of the season, not back half, like more like back fourth now, um, they kind of had to do it tonight. I mean, even if, let's say, they're going to be an underdog at Texas on Saturday, even if you win that game and maybe get one next week against Kansas State or whatever, that's not going to do anything. You needed to make a splash. And tonight against the number one team in the country, I thought the the Auburn game and this one were really the last chances to, to do so. And clearly neither one of those happened. So this is um, looking to be a non uh, – I mean, I, and I wasn't even talking about the NCAA tournament. It was like, how do you even sneak into an NIT or anything? And it's just – it's not in the cards for this year. Um, we'll start to look at next year and the off season and all that here in the next couple of weeks. Still some basketball to play left, but, um, you know, that's kind of where I'm at after tonight thought this was kind of the last chance especially when I woke up and saw that point spread about three and a half, four what it was today, you know sometimes those get a little bit sneaky but I think it was, again fool's gold, I thought that this game was ever that close Bolton doesn't generally hit the way that he did in that first half, he was the only one who hit a three, actually now that I'm looking at it, everybody else um, Nixon 0-4, he should not be allowed to shoot threes by the way um, He he just shouldn't. He's something like, I think he's hit three three-pointers in the entire Big 12 season, something like that, Alex Halstead told me during the game, which is an incredible statistic, really, in its own right. Uh, Hal Burton was 0 for 3. Jackson was 0 for 2. I know you guys are wondering why Terrence Lewis didn't play more. I don't know. I don't. Like, I, I don't know the answer to that. I thought he was fantastic after the... Or at the end of that game on the road against Auburn, I, I don't know the answer to that, and I I wish I did. Um, there's clearly some reason Steve Prom doesn't trust him, and you know I don't. Knowing Steve, I don't think he'll play those types of things out in the media. Um, But there's something going on there. Otherwise, he'd be playing. I mean, Steve Prom's catching a lot of pressure and a lot of flack right now. He clearly will want the best guys out there. But there's got to be something there. I I, I don't know what it is, though. But he only played two minutes tonight. Um, Solomon Young, I thought, took a step back tonight. He had been a lot better recently. He only had two points and three rebounds. And that's my thing. Like, I mean, Solomon's got to be – Just the the rebounding thing, like Condit, three rebounds in 14 minutes. Young, three rebounds in 19 minutes. And Howell Burton should not be your leading rebounder. I guess he played 40 minutes, but he had eight rebounds. I mean, that's like – that's over twice as many as anybody else on the floor. Like, that's the problem. That's my frustration. I know this team stinks when it comes to shooting the basketball. I expect it. I know that they're susceptible to playing bad defense – but I want them to be tough, and I, I just like – that's the stuff that I, I had really hoped at the beginning of the year and throughout the year that this team would just develop that nastiness, and it, you're just not seeing it. I know that – I think that they're playing hard. I'm not saying that I think I, – they just don't have that style within them. I think you have a bunch of guys who want to play the way Iowa State normally plays, but they're not – they're not talented enough skill-wise to do that, and now you're asking them to play another way, and they don't know how to do that. And it's January 29th. Do the math. It's a bad combination. Iowa State loses 67-53. to This has been your reaction podcast. Of course, we are courtesy of our friends at Carl Chevrolet. We are having a game watch with Wide Right and Natty Light coming up on Saturday at Whiskey River in Ankeny. That is a Longhorns network game. If you can't get that, um, I'll have the details and stuff on drink specials, food specials, all that. And uh, check out our Twitter feed and the Wide Right and Natty Light feed for that. And that will be coming up um, on Saturday. I believe that is a 1 o'clock tip. Uh, If it's not, actually it might be 3. Just check but we are doing a game watch with those guys. The the old uh, mantra, win or lose, we still booze, right? Whiskey River and Ankeny coming up on Saturday. Thank you for listening. Appreciate you guys. And um, we'll have more content coming up tomorrow. Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show. Uh, Jared Stansbury and Rob Gray will have that for you tomorrow night from 6 to 7 on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Of course, we'll have it on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network feed. Um, Also, I want to remind you all to check out the latest Title IX podcast. That was posted earlier on Wednesday. The ladies had our friends from Jethro's, Mike from Jethro's, and courtesy of our friends at Iowa Pork, they gave you Super Bowl recipes for the pork. Uh, The pork producers, good stuff. I know I'll be doing that coming up on Sunday. So go check that out. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, Have a great rest of your Wednesday night and your day on Thursday.